You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. Okay, so I have a, a nice little story to start our show today, Shannon. Yeah? That, just, that just came to mind. Um, you know, so Pam and I have been married 21 years. And, and through the course of our life together, you know, there's lots of things. It's just like we'll have things that happen between us. And it's like, hey, babe, 21 years. Because you're like, oh, that's just not sexy. That's just, you know, that's just living <laughs> life together. And you kind of realize, well, but you kind of realize that, yeah, okay. As, you know, as we talked about with Doug Rosenau on that, you know, gravity takes over and things don't work like they should all the time, you know, and it's just life. But gets, you're the baby of the group, I, Corey. I, I get so that. It's, it's, it's kind of hard to muster up sympathy for you. Well, I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not doing this for sympathy. I'm, okay. I'm doing this to set the stage of, so we have tried to figure out ways to still communicate through life and kind of, you know, accept what's going on. It's just, yeah, that's just life right now, babe. That's, we're not 20 anymore you know and yeah. and so things change and but it's it just gets better you know it just gets deeper and it gets stronger and and so as we're talking one of the things that has come up as one of our phrases is okay I'm, i'd like to know your intention here you know what what's your intention with this and that's that's then obviously lead, led to conversations about sex or sex because mm-hmm. that's what i've started using just kind of as a light-hearted so we're uh, at lunch one day. Um, I went over and took her to lunch at, during work. And at, as the course of the conversation unfolded, I just looked at her and said, hey, babe, I'm just going to go ahead and announce my intention right now for tonight. And she's, oh. <laughs> Put my cards on the table. Okay. Well, now I duly noted, you know, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. And, and we'll send it to upper management and we'll see what they say. Um, <laughs> so as the day goes on, you know, she comes home and as she's walking in, she's, she had pulled her back at work, moving something around in her new office. And Ouch. yeah. And it's like, are you okay? You know? And so we're just kind of doing, doing dinner. And then I had plans to mow and, and do some things before the night came, you know, the sun went away and she's doing some dishes and I'm getting ready to go out and mow. And, and I stop and I said, Hey, are you, are you doing this back thing to get out of my intentions for tonight? And she's, well, I'm doing it to not have to mow, you know, that, that, that's for sure, but not the other, you know? And I'm like, okay, just making sure. I can still receive. Exactly. I'll just be on my back. Exactly. I just won't be moving a whole lot maybe, but, but it, it is one of those, it, it's kind of the funny thought of, okay, how do we sometimes get in our own way of sex? And do we even realize how we get in our own way? Hmm. of things sometimes and by the way this is sexy marriage radio for those of you that may be new to our little community uh if you want to send us some info and tell us your stories or how you get in the way of your own of your own wants and desires send them to feedback at sexymarriageradio.com because we love hearing and getting access to what's going on with our listeners because that helps produce topics for new shows and ideas to explore further so yeah, and, and I think that it's safe to say that you and I, with your work with a counselor and, and my work as a, or your work as a counselor and my work as a coach, we have heard story after story of couples self-sabotaging their yes. own sex life without even knowing it. Right, right. And one of the things that I think that we often do, I'm going to, I'm going to call you out on something that you just said okay. very unintentionally. Okay. 
but you were like, I mean, hey, you know, we're not 20 anymore. Let's be real. Would you really exchange the sex that you have in your 40s for the sex that you had in your 20s? No way in the no world. No way. <laughs> the whole thing of, oh, we're, you know, it's all downhill from here. And no. Glory days anymore. No. Yes, you are. For a couple to have been married 20 years, uh, there's some there's some depth. Yes. There's some richness to that pleasure that you're able right. to produce in one another. And let's be real. When we were 20, it was wham, bam, thank you, man. Right. It, it, it wasn't. It was over before you started. Yeah. <laughs> it, it wasn't let's stay here and linger and play and see what we can make this body part do. And right. you know, it's, yeah. So let's no, be I, careful. Yeah. That's, no, I get it. And that's where um, the whole idea of intimacy, the whole idea of really connecting behind the eyeballs is is such depth and realistic f terminology in my in my book because you know most if, if you look at that most people early on aren't capable of that because they don't know themselves well enough and this isn't just physically how things work this is just being comfortable in your own skin knowing who you are and being willing to share that with somebody else in deep profound ways and so that changes a lot of what goes on when it, when you talk about sex through the years and sex through the course of a marriage, because there is no way in the world I would give up what's going on now for and, what in was. In my opinion, it gets better and better. Yep. We're coming up on the 25 year mark. And I keep asking my husband lately, what in the heck is going on here? Because it just, it it's gotten really, really good lately. Yeah. And he says, all I can say is we must be evolving. We must be just <laughs> really getting to know each other's, bodies and, <laughs> and i think what and he should what he should say to you shannon is um yeah you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> or vice versa exactly exactly <laughs> let me you. take you some places that maybe you can't go by yourself exactly yeah we, i think that that is a good litmus test so i thought about this on the last show that you and i were taping of you know that you're a good lover when they would much rather have sex with you than masturbate. Because let's be real, when it comes to just simply producing an orgasm, there's nothing better than masturbation simply because you know exactly- Gets the job done. Right. Exactly, it's effective, it's efficient. Right. But if you would honestly rather be with your partner because they make you feel better than you can make yourself feel, glory, right. you know? Right. So, all right, let, let's let's kind of explore more of, of what are some of the things that we know, either from experience or from clients or from listeners or from just conversations of the things that get in the way of what we say we want and we don't even realize that that's what's getting in the way because that's most of what happens is just unawareness. Right. We're in autopilot right. and we don't even realize the plane is going down. Right. Now, don't you have a list that you had posted a long time ago? That oh, I do. Hit the highlights. Yeah, I do. These are from Simple Marriage, um, and these are from years ago of some old posts I ran of ten mistakes that women make during sex, and then I think eleven mistakes that men make. I, I love how the author was very careful to craft a list that is, you know, that makes the men look like they make more mistakes. <laughs> What's that all about? Well, ten and eleven. <laughs> I, I don't even know. I, I just remember feeling kind of really um, weird writing the ones about women. I could I could list off a bunch about men. I'll rip us up. No problem. But I had real trouble kind of pointing well, out things for the fairer sex. 
Well, let me just say that some of us women, myself included, we need the conviction at times. <laughs> I we, get it. we need to hear the truth spoken in love. Right. We well, do. I think I could say it a whole lot different now because I I have changed in the four or five years since I wrote this that okay. I'm much more bold with things just because of some of the experiences I've had in life and in therapy with clients of just being hearing more, knowing more what I'm doing and helping and so, but here you go. Should we do ladies first or men first? Ladies first. Ladies, ladies first. first. Okay. Well, here, these are just the highlights. If you want more, head to simplemarriage.net. Um, they're all right there with even some information written after each statement. So the mistakes that women make during sex. So this is one is trading in hot mama for mommy. <laughs> Two is unresponsiveness in the sack. Three is not speaking up or being direct. And these are in no particular order, by the way. They're not in hierarchy. Okay. Four is not owning your own body. Five is forgetting your feminine side. Mm -hmm. Six is insecurity towards other women. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> okay. We'll talk about that maybe later. Uh, seven, <laughs> fearing your own erotic nature. Eight is not going down. Nine is failure to initiate. And then 10 is just slowing down. Okay, and we've we've gotten lots of emails about each one of those. I we think. have, yeah, I think we've yeah, heard think from that each. Yeah, those all ring very true. Each of those we, are. We will are raise true. our hand and take ownership. Okay, guilty as charged. Okay, perfect. Well, so all the ladies have now acknowledged it. So we've just changed. Well, I don't know sex about all. Everybody. Just me. Okay, well, Shannon has. Well, you're welcome, Greg. Um, now let's go to the men. Eleven mistakes that men make during sex. One is pursuing her only in bed. Two is not speaking up or being direct. Three is letting yourself go. Four is going south too soon or not at all. Five, ignoring or not knowing the clitoris. Six, missing all the other erogenous zones. Seven, seeking to score, score only for yourself. Eight, not exploring her fantasies. Nine, thinking that she should act like a porn star. Ten, believing that once is enough for her. And then eleven is going too fast. So what do you think? Do you think that men? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. there's, that's <laughs> that, just that hitting the nail on the head. Uh, yeah. Just because, I mean, part of it is just basic biology that men don't need time most of the time when it comes to In being ready for sex, place. right? It's the microwave and crock pot. It's the, I mean, what research has found is that typical man needs what a snap <laughs> to be yeah. to be ready to go emotionally. Two point eight seconds, but then I realized, oh no, that's that's much too much time. <laughs> well, maybe so. Yeah, maybe it's just two seconds, and then when he's a little bit older, he needs two point eight. Um, <laughs> and then women need roughly twenty minutes. Yeah, is what research shows. And then if you talk about what research also shows on how long does intercourse actually last, this isn't foreplay. This is yeah. intercourse on average three minutes so she's ready to go 17 minutes after it's done <laughs> oh, but only if it continues well exactly well degree. Right. It, you, right that's just if you can if you play out like once but, you but get the fire started let's be real 17 minutes after he has ejaculated he is snoring <laughs> exactly so, <laughs> yeah so that means that's where our counsel all the time shannon on this show is slow down you know, you're not trying to reach a finish line right away. You know, this is something to take your time, get her going, because it's going to be much more enjoyable for you guys. Yeah. And letting her come first yep. 
I think that it's a very interesting dynamic that as soon as men ejaculate, they literally feel as if, I mean, this is how Greg has described it. He said, it's a two ton elephant that just lays on your chest and sprinkles sleeping powder in your eyes. It's just like, you have to close your eyes and have your little refractory period and, and rest. But with women, it's the opposite. As soon as they experience like a clitoral orgasm through oral sex or whatever, their immediate response is, put it in me now. Right. It's just, they want intercourse to right. immediately follow. It's, it's, it's like all of a sudden they came alive. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. Let her come first, come alive, invite him in. And then when he's done, they can both crash and burn on their sides of the bed. Yeah, but then you also, but then you also get the opportunity to, to experience the, Oh no, no, you're not done yet. We're going again. <laughs> and then you see what you do. Cause that's one of those, Okay. I mean, and that's, that's, again, goes back to kind of like our last show that it comes down to how you view what's going on and the role you play. Because I've had that happen where she's, where Pam said, uh, buddy, you're not done. There's still some work to be. And I'm like, okay, I got other parts of my body that work just fine. What do you want? You know? Okay. And, okay. And then you kind of keep going and you explore and you see where that goes. And that's the willingness to speak up. And that's why both in both lists was, not being direct or speaking up that we get into script mode that, Oh, well, this is just the way it goes. Well, no, no, no. Speak up. Say what you want. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, there was several in particular that, um, you know, that struck a chord with me that I was hoping that we could unpack further. Please do. So one of them is the insecurities toward other women. I kind of moaned and groaned at. (laughs) I heard that. Because yeah, there are so many wives who get so bent out of shape and I'm not saying they shouldn't uh but you know the fact that their husbands look at or have looked at porn now if your husband is actively looking at porn like we got an email recently from somebody saying her frustration is that he has a playboy collection it's like a hobby for him and right. he looks at it frequently all right I can see how that would totally shut her down sexually that she would have no desire for sex with him when he's just been looking at another woman in the past few seconds right you know but there are other women who they just have never been able to move past the notion that their husbands have ever looked at porn. Right. I have never met a man that has never, ever, ever peeked at porn. I mean, the curiosity runs too high. It's too readily available. The testosterone flows too fast. The visual stimulation is just too much of a draw. So we have to get over the fact that, of course, our husband's, have seen other women mm-hmm. naked, but mm-hmm. that does not mean that he's looking at you sizing you up and going, well, she's not as hot as that, as that centerfold on page 36 of the September, 2003 of course she's issue not because that Playboy. centerfold is airbrushed. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> it, 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 the woman has got to stop looking at it as he's comparing you to them. Right. Look at it as he craves to see a naked woman. Right. And I'm going to fulfill that craving in all of its glory. And not only will he be able to just look at me, he will be able to touch me. He will be able to taste me. He will be able to smell me. He will be able to fully experience me. And that this is going to be so much better than any porn he's ever looked at. Right. So stop comparing. If you're going to compare yourself, you need to look at the fact that he much prefers a real live human being to have sex with than just looking at a piece of paper or a screen. Now for those men out there that that's not true, 
he obviously has some work to do right and every man's battle workshop or some other type of you know clinic approach where he's looking at his pornography addiction is highly recommended but if he if it's not an active addiction women have just got to move beyond the fact that he has looked before right yeah because it's i mean the prevalence of pornography now has made it so much more easy yeah there's so, no accountability it, I, I'm just trying to think of if, if a wife was to come to her husband and say, you know, I know you've watched this stuff. I know you maybe still actively do. So I'm going to offer up your chance to really experience a full-grown, fully functioning, sexually alive woman. Ew. Do you want to? Or do you want to stay going into fantasy land? You know, do you want to stay virtual? And, wow. just, and just see. And it's not that she's going to now all of a sudden be a porn star and, and be fake. It's no, just, she's just going to be herself. Right. I'm going to grow into my own skin because that's the one thing. I mean, the reason that insecurity towards other women, other women in there in that list is because jealousy is not attractive. No. And that's the one thing that's so interesting is if people come, uh, he's just really, really jealous. Well, yeah. Why? You know, there's something deep down that we're like, that's not, I don't want to choose somebody that's jealous. You know, that the, says a lot more about, hey, that how they feel about right. themselves. Right. And that's it's so interesting because it could be attractive on the, on the onset of, oh, he just wants me. You know, he doesn't want me to be. And it's kind of, there's that, we flip it to where it's like, oh, that's so great. It's like the whole, you know, <laughs> we can finish each other's thoughts. And then three years <laughs> into the relationship, it's like, they won't let me say my own thoughts, you know? <laughs> Well, yeah. All right. So they just long for you and obsess for you. But then when you're married and you live life with them, it's like, back off. Let me have my own life. You know, <laughs> trust me or not. I mean, the what's the deal? The things that turn you on the most in the beginning will be the exact things that drive you crazy yep. in the end. Yep. Yeah. So we get in our own way just sometimes because of the way we portray things and not let our spouse be our spouse. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the reality is, is there's a lot of women out there who've looked at porn too, that their curiosities have gotten the best of them, but yet you don't see husbands berating their wives right. going, are you comparing me to them? And, and you know, are you getting out your measuring stick in your mind? It, it, hey, oh. but think of, it's not looking at porn. It's also just watching some of the shows that are erotic stuff. That's right. It's, it's virtual mind porn. Right. The mind is very, very curious. Mm -hmm. We're especially curious about all things sexual. But um, yeah, and I'm also reminded of the client I had long ago. I'm sure I've mentioned her before that every time a magazine came in the mail, she felt it was her responsibility to rip out any picture of any woman who was more attractive than her in her right. mind, which was pretty much all of them. Right. Just ridiculous. You know, I can't imagine that the husband comes home and starts looking through his magazine and is like, I can't wait to have sex with my wife. Yes. Yeah, so why is this, this magazine is so light? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I also think that women wrestle with insecurities for a very um, self-sabotaging reason. For example, I've, I've been working with a, a couple for a while, and she keeps saying, I know he's looked at porn. I know he's been with other women. And this is their third marriage for each of them. So, of course, he's been with okay. other women. And she just cannot get it out of her mind that he is comparing her to his other wives, to the other women he's looked at. And she keeps saying, I don't look like them. I don't look like them. Mm -hmm. Well, the reason, I mean, I don't think that he ever expected her to look like them. I mean, he chose her. Right. But the reality is, is she's over 100 pounds overweight. And so 
what I, I keep trying to call her attention back to this is not about how he feels about you because he keeps swearing up and down. I like bigger women. I love every ripple, every curve of you. Mm -hmm. I, I am not in the least bit turned off by your body. But the reality is, is that she's turned she off yeah. by her own body. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, if, if, if that's the case, if it's creating all these insecurities in you and you're turned off by your own body, it's time to do something about it. It does not take a miracle to lose a few pounds. Mm -hmm. it, it's basic science of just eat less than you, uh, than than the calories that you burn. Right. And, eat and less, the weight is going to come off. I'm not saying right. look, yeah, eat less, exercise more. I'm not saying look like the supermodel. I'm not saying try to compete with the other women he's married to. But you know, when you get into the range of you are you know more than 50 pounds, more than 100 pounds overweight. That that is morbid obesity. That is not healthy. That right. is not sexy to you. Um, it, it's it, it holds a woman back right. in the bedroom to right. to have that kind of baggage, literally. And so, if that's what's holding you back, find a Weight Watchers group. Buy yourself a bicycle. Get into a, a group of women who walk every morning. Do whatever it takes, but you should not have to live in the prison of excess weight and have it negatively impact your sex life and your marriage. Right. Yeah. Now, yeah. if it doesn't bother you and it doesn't bother him, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. Right. Don't. I'm not saying I'm not prejudiced against overweight people. I'm just saying that if it's impacting your sex life negatively, this is something that is controllable. It is something that you can fix. You mm -hmm. can do something about it. Now, we all have an extra 10, 20, sometimes 30 pounds that, you know, for vanity reasons, we'd love to take it off. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when it has crossed over into the unhealthy range. Well, when it's crossed over into the I don't like me range. There's a problem. There's a problem because now all of a sudden, no duh, that there's an issue with desire or sexual satisfaction or whatever because you don't like the person you're offering up to have sex with right and when you're so distracted by what might be wiggling and jiggling and any particular sexual act it's that that's problematic that's right. a distraction right. for you and of course it's not just women right. there are exactly. lots of men out there that you know they're uncomfortable with their moves. They they don't like the fact that they have Dunlap's disease, that their belly is Dunlapped over their belt. And the reality is, is when a man puts on a lot of excess weight in his middle, guess what has a tendency to disappear? My guess is the pop and fresh doughboy doesn't have a very long penis. You know, so. I've never thought of that. So <laughs> you're never gonna see a Pilsner. No, that changes everything. <laughs> Next time you eat a crescent roll, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's not just women. It's no, men, it's not. It's all of us. It's human beings. Right. We have our insecurities about our weight. Yeah, I mean that's the same. That's the idea of of the husband that's sitting there saying, "I'm just so sick of her rejecting me all the time." But he has no personal hygiene. Mm. You know, he has, and he he doesn't realize I'm getting in my own way. You yeah. know, I'm not offering up something sexy. I'm not offering up something good and desirable. Yeah. And and that that's the difference is that we are the litmus test for that, of learning to grow more comfort in our own skin and also learning to adjust and change the things because it's what we want. It's not because that's what my spouse wants. It's what I want. Yeah. I also think that it's not just physical 
things that we self-sabotage with. Mm -hmm. I, I think that one of the biggest downfalls of our current society, as far as the quality of our relationships and the quality of our sex life is the fact that we are so distracted by our cell phones and by the televisions in our bedrooms uh, that we just are constantly, we, you know, there's something magical about face to face intimacy, Mm -hmm. eye to eye intimacy. And when I come to bed and Greg is scrolling through Facebook on his phone, it does not scream he can't wait to be with me. <laughs> it it, it kind of screams, you know, everybody else in the world is far more important to me than the woman that I'm about to sleep next to. Right. It's a, I recommend to everybody, leave your cell phones charging in the kitchen, in your office, any other room except the bedroom. Yep. And like last night we went out to dinner and I said, um, okay, I'm responding to this text message from our son. And then I'm turning the phone off and I would like for you to do the same thing. Because my opinion is if we're going to go out and spend $50 on a nice meal, mm-hmm. the last thing I want to do is to leave there feeling as if we really didn't connect because we were scrolling through our phones a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And it it creates that need for eye-to-eye intimacy. If we're not distracted by our phones, then where else are we looking? Well, duh. How about we look at each other and right. talk to each other? Right. And that, that applies when you go out with friends. Um, it applies when you have teenage kids mm-hmm. that... If you want family time, if you want friend time, have you ever heard of the, uh, I don't know the name of it, but it's a phone game. Like if you had a couple of friends, that, couples that you went out to dinner with and you noticed that, hey, we're all kind of distracted with our phones when we're out, mm-hmm. that the game is everybody when they get there, they don't turn your phone on silent. You leave it with the sound on just like it was and you put it face down in the middle of the table. Everybody does. So you have a stack of phones. So you hear them uh-huh. beeping and ringing and whatever. And whoever has to, whoever grabs their phone first, pays the tab. Oh, I love it. And the, the the variation of that is if you have teenagers or kids with phones, which if they're teenagers or younger, eh, they don't need a smartphone. That's a little my own soapbox. Um, if they're a teenager, eh, maybe if they can help pay for it. But anyway, I digress. The same thing could happen if you have a family dinner where everybody puts their phone on the table. And the first person to grab it is in charge of cleaning it, cleaning up. I love it. You know, so, so so it's just this whole idea of, okay, how can we eliminate some distractions? Cause that's the one thing too, that you mentioned is get the TVs out of the bedroom. I know it's become just prominent in our society. You know, I call direct TV for different things and they're like, well, how many receivers do you need? I'm like, I need one. And I'm like, (laughs) there's only one. There's you only have one TV. I'm like, yes, (laughs) I have one. I don't need more than that. I mean, come on. (laughs) And, and it's just kind of an anomaly. Yeah. So what are you in 1980 something, you know, and like, no, it's just, it's a choice. And so it's, it's realize what, how else we get in our own way is we have a really cluttered bedroom and and we have stacks and stacks of stuff on the bed. Maybe. And laundry and and dishes and the whole nine yards. Well, I'll tell on myself too. During the years um, that I was writing the Every Woman's Battle series, and we were cranking out one book after another, and I got in a bad habit of taking my laptop to bed Mm -hmm. because Greg would always go to sleep faster than me. I would always feel like, okay, well, I'm going to stay up late and do some editing or whatever. But the reality is it probably sent Greg the same message as his cell phone was sending to me, is that my work is more important. Don't bring work into the bedroom. Right. And if you look at... 
If you look Meant at for the two whole things. exactly sex and sleep, sex and sleep, and so if you look at how technology interrupts our sleep, not I mean we're talking a little bit now of how it distracts us and it sends messages that's going to disrupt sex. One of the ways that it also disrupts sleep is the the pixels in a computer, the pixels in a phone, the pixels even in a, a digital clock trigger our brain to stay awake and alert. Yes, and. So it's like, I, I can't go to sleep. I don't get but five hours of sleep or four hours of sleep a night. And well, okay, let's explore how you go to bed. And well, the TV's on and I have my laptop and I'm checking my phone. And well, no wonder you're not going to sleep so easily. <laughs> it, 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 you may as well be trying to go to sleep as the sun comes up because all those pixels are sending a message to your brain that it's daylight. Right. That's what that light emits. So you get rid of those, have more sex and get better sleep. Yeah. And I've also heard that alarm clocks with red numbers that's not good for your brain. Yeah. They, they need to be green or blue, right. but it's a more soothing color and it doesn't trigger your brain to stay awake. I also heard that sleeping with your cell phone next to your head is that's kind of like the police officers who held their radar guns between their legs. And all of a sudden they just have all this testicular cancer yeah. running through the police squads. Yeah. So again, charge your phone in another room. Oh, but I need my alarm clock. You have an alarm clock. You most likely have forgotten how to set it after all these years <laughs> of using your iPhone. Right. But don't have it sitting next to your head. Right. Yeah. And so I, I'm just sitting there thinking that, man, do we even realize all the little ways that that we get in our own way? I mean, no, I don't. <laughs> and and, and, and there's, there's one more that came to mind that while we're on this topic, I have to throw it out there. Okay. We should have contacted the contacted the company first we should have uh sold them a sponsor package because i'm going to give a plug to a particular product that okay. i'm such a big believer in okay i think that one of the things that holds us back from really enjoying sex and really getting a good night's sleep is the quality of the sheets that we're sleeping on or yeah. having sex on yeah if they don't feel good against your skin or they come up off the corners all the time and you wake up in this big wad of sheet it's just it's not good right there, there, there's a set of sheets that's made with Under Armour material. They're called Sheeks, S-H-E-E-X. They're very expensive, over two hundred dollars for mm -hmm. a set of king sheets. But you will never buy any other sheets. It's like laying on liquid silk, and it is very arousing when you're having sex, but very comforting when you're sleeping. That it, it's kind of like an Under Armour shirt. It pulls the moisture away from your skin, right. so you just sleep so coolly. Right. Oh, they're amazing. Oh, so there you I go. Like that. I like that. I will be checking that out soon. Ta-da. Well, I mean, I, I'm just hoping that as the listeners of Sexy Marriage Radio hear this show, that something sparks in you that's like, you know what? What they talked about, I, I, I don't, I don't do those necessarily. I mean, maybe moments, yeah. But you know what? Though? But what do you I do? I do also do this or that, and you start recognizing. Okay, I need to change that up a little bit. I need to I need to get out of my own way and then see what happens. And I need to ask my spouse, how do I get in my own way without even knowing it? Because chances are they recognize it before you do. Right, exactly. <laughs> be prepared if you ask that question. Because it <laughs> could be some brutal truth coming. They, they might make a list of 10 or 11 things. <laughs> yeah, I've heard it asked, I've heard it said once that, you know, I don't want to ask my wife what I do that makes her mad because I'm afraid she's going to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> well, this is Sexy Marriage Radio. If we got something that we did not cover well enough, 
or that you do that you think would add to our discussion, send us an email at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com because we believe that everybody can have better sex. And when we all help each other get to that point, man, think of the sex that can be happening. What, a, what an improvement to society when we're all sexually satisfied within our marriages. Perfect. We'll That's see you a ne- strong society. We'll see you next time.